What's up, guys? You're listening to Confessions of a Gym Rat, getting you through the 9 to 5 as healthily and happily as possible. And happy Halloween, guys. Uh, When this episode uh, records or releases, sorry, it'll be Halloween. uh, And I hate a Halloween downer. I hate people that don't like think it's cool to dress up on Halloween or engage in activities. Um, I'm not like, I don't go like all, all out. Like I'm not going to put like weird face makeup and stuff on, but I'll throw on a, I'll throw on a costume. I'll go out and enjoy the holiday. You know, it's like, I feel like as we grow older, people are like ashamed and embarrassed of it, but it's literally one day that you could just be whatever you want. And I feel like it's definitely like less popular for guys to do it. Um, And I don't know what the deal is. I'm not a guy, so I can't speak to all that masculinity stuff. But I love Halloween. And I love when people are all for it too. And just if we all dress up, then what is there to be embarrassed of? You know? I've killed my Halloween outfits the past three years, not to toot my own horn or anything. Uh, My senior year of college... I dropped some bills on a Princess Leia costume and not gonna lie, it kind of rocked. First of all, it was super comfy and it was long sleeves, so it kept me warm in the bars. And it was really easy. Like all I had to do was put my hair in two buns on the side. I didn't have to do any crazy makeup or anything. And then last year, uh, I was actually in Texas last year. I went down to Houston to go see the summer shredding show. I was Cruella DeVille. And that was a pretty cool outfit. Um, I I do enjoy a good Disney movie. Um, I'm not going to say any more than that because I don't need Disney adult threats coming at me. But I found a really cool costume online. Little puffy sleeves came with the little... I don't know what it's called. Don't come at me. But it's like, you know, it's it's... She like smokes in the cartoon, but it's not out of a pipe. But it like it kind of looks like a magic wand, but it's a pipe. You know what I'm talking about. But it came with one of those, um, and it came with a wig. So this was the first time I believe that I wore a wig for Halloween, and it was pretty cool, honestly. Having the half white, half black hair for just one night, it was pretty cool. I vibed with it. Um, no wig this year. I went as Shigo from Kim Possible. I used to love Kim Possible as a kid. And if you don't know who Shigo is, uh, I would recommend you watch an episode and just educate yourself a little bit. (laughs) Uh, I used to love Kim Possible. I had, gosh, I guess I was turning, I must have been turning four or five. I don't remember. But one of those early ages, I had a Kim Possible birthday cake. And I remember that because on the birthday cake, they had, I, there was like a little, um, like a little takeaway, like something that I could keep. And it was in the shape of Kim Possible's face with like her face on it. And you would slide it open and it was a mirror in this like strawberries and cream lip gloss. And honestly, I kept it in my nightstand, which is now at my dad's house. I bet if he goes in that drawer, it's still in there. I was such a hoarder of like memorabilia and just like I I couldn't get rid of things as a child and I'm definitely working on it now had to clear a lot of shit literal shit out of my room when I came home from college last year um 
but yeah, that was something that just, just, I, I guess I could just never really get myself to throw it away. I don't know. It shows you how important it is to me now that I'm talking about it, I guess. But anyway, back to Halloween. Uh, instead of being Kim Possible, which would make sense, I decided to go as Shigo just because she's pretty badass. Um, got a $20 costume off of Amazon, super easy. And all I had to do was curl my hair and kind of show up as it. I wish I could like, uh, I'm gonna, maybe, maybe I'll have done it by the time that this podcast releases. Probably not though. I wanna like take a picture of the way she stands and be able to edit in the like, um, the stuff that comes off of her hand, like the black stuff with the green neon outline. You, if you know Kim Possible, you know what I'm talking about. So maybe I'll do that. Or if anyone's good at editing, you could do it for me if I haven't done it already. Cool. Um, but going, I, I, I'm in Halloween mode. I'm thinking about Halloween. My kindergarten year, kindergarten, I guess I told my parents I would like to go as Cinderella for Halloween. Cinderella is my favorite princess. I'm five. Tons of girls dress up as princesses for Halloween. My parents said, that's great, Liz. Let's let's go to the Disney store and get a outfit. And I said, no, no. I don't want to be the princess Cinderella. I want to be Cinderella when she was a maid. And my parents, I guess, were like, uh, are you sure? And I guess I said yes. So being the great parents that they are and wanting me to fulfill my dreams, I guess, that's, they let me do it. Um, I had little bangs at that time, uh, which is funny because I've come full circle in that sense. But I had a, um, like a bandana on my hair like she did and I wore the apron and all that stuff. And I remember this girl, Krista, in my kindergarten class. No idea where she is in life right now. But this girl, Krista, dressed up as the Princess Cinderella. And I remember as a five-year-old being genuinely pissed where I was like, there just can't be two Cinderellas right now, even though I decided to be the raggedy servant Cinderella. I don't know. Uh, that's my Halloween fun fact. That's like my little icebreaker thing that I tell people is, oh, Cinderella in kindergarten but not the princess. Uh, and honestly, if I was my parents, I'd be a little confused. But now as a grown adult, I'm just going to give myself an A plus for creativity. Ugh. Anyway, though, this past week, it took, it took quite a while for the sun to come out. It was foggy, like steamy outside. Like I could probably put out a pack of dumplings and cook them. That's that's the graphic I want to put in your head right now of what it was like this past week. But around Thursday, the sun finally came out. Um, but it got me thinking. And this is very hypocritical of me. I have no right to say what I'm about to say. Because um, you guys know that basically what I live to do is encourage people to exercise in a way that makes them happy. But I can't stand when people are running or biking in the road where I'm driving. Um, 
biking, I kind of get it more like there's, we've all run into the cycling groups, whatever. But the other day I was getting ready to drive to work and I'm going to exit my neighborhood. And so I'm stopped at like a yield sign to try and turn onto the highway because through one of the exits in my neighborhood, you can get right on the highway and that's the way I, I take to work. I leave for work around 6.45 in the morning. So this time of year, it's pitch black outside. The sun has not even begun to peek through. So I am at this yield sign. I'm stopped. I'm peering over my left shoulder, trying to see if anyone's coming, looking. Okay, I'm in the clear. So I go to drive, assuming that nothing is on my right. I take like one inch and a figure is in front of me. This woman at 645 is running alongside the highway in no like iridescent, like no neon clothing, nothing that shine. And she like kind of threw her hands up and I like slammed on the brake for my dear life. And thank God, like everyone was fine. But I'm just like, man, I like, I didn't know what to feel <laughs> in the moment. Cause half of me was like, Hey, good for you. It's 6:45 in the morning. It's cold and steamy outside and you're running. Um, I love that. And I don't, ever want to say anything that would like discourage this person from exercising but also like one do you have to run on the highway I don't know maybe she lives in an apartment complex or something nearby and she doesn't have a neighborhood to run through so I I, I don't know but then like go into a surrounding neighborhood like drive there and run through there because running on the highway is dangerous especially and if you're going to do it then you got to wear iridescent clothing because nobody's like I didn't see her coming and I'm not trying to start my day off by hitting a person with my car I am truly never trying to do that um but I feel very conflicted and that's why I had to get it out of my get it out of my system here and talk about it because it like severely pissed me off and then I was like wait I don't know if I want to be pissed like is it right that I'm pissed off at this like this girl's just exercising, but at the same time, like, not in a safe way. So, I don't know. I don't know. Am I, like, is it hypocritical of me, like, for me to be mad at that? Not mad, but, like, I was bothered by it. Like, I'm not still, like, I'm not going to, like, raise my fist every time I see this woman running. But in the moment, I was like, what the fuck, lady? I don't know. I feel like it's very easy to come off on social media, like positive all the time. I never have bad feelings. Um, So I guess this is just a prime example that nobody can really be positive all the time and things are allowed to bug you. Yeah. I'm over talking about that though. Uh, This has been quite an interesting week. I woke up on, I guess it was Tuesday. Well, so Monday I woke up and I was like, I'm feeling a little funky my stomach doesn't feel right. Uh, and I just kind of ignored it and let it be for the day. I wake up on Tuesday. My alarm goes off at six o'clock in the morning. I went to bed at like 10 the night before. Thank God I checked my phone before I got out of bed because I had a text from my mom. And it was like a, a screenshot from a Facebook post for like our neighborhood, I guess, has a Facebook group. Like I would know, like my mom's in it, not me. Um, but she found out at midnight 
that night that there apparently was a boil water um, alert or whatever, like caution or whatever you want to call it. Um, But basically we could not drink or use the water in uh, like our house except for to shower and to wash clothes and like in the dishwasher. All the water that we drank from like the tap had to be boiled. Doesn't matter if it went through like a Brita or whatever, had to be boiled. So she had boiled some water for me, thank God, the night before for me to put in my hydro jug because girls got to hydrate. Um, and I had to brush my teeth downstairs with like pouring the tea kettle over my toothbrush to like wet it. And then the same thing to like clean it off afterwards. And it was a mess. It turns out that there actually was nothing wrong. We didn't find out until like, I think it was like a full 48 hours. Apparently there was a main water break or something and they had to test the water to make sure it wasn't contaminated. I had convinced myself that that's the reason why my stomach didn't feel well on Monday. But it turns out that there was nothing wrong with the water at all. Strange feeling though. Um, And it was kind of like, I I wasn't really home anyway, so it didn't really inconvenience me that much. But when I found out, like I was like, are you kidding me? Like I'm gonna have to boil my water to like use it. And then I was like, hold on, there's people like literally there are people, many people in this world who probably will never hear this podcast because they don't have access to that have to walk miles for their water every day. Um, So obviously, like me having to boil my water for two days, boohoo, cry me a river. Um, But it was very eye opening for me where I had to stop and just be like, like, there are genuinely are people that do, like literally have to walk back like miles with jugs of water in their hand. Um, it sucks. But Global Citizen, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Global Citizen. They're a really good organization um, that any of us can take action in to help issues, a lot of issues. They cover a lot of different things. Um like overfishing in the seas, like human trafficking. But one of the things that they try and are, are, are trying to take action in is the lack of water in third world countries. Uh, somebody that I went to high school with uh, brought this to my attention, like this organization. She, her dad worked for MSNBC, I think. And we, she used to have like a global citizen party instead of a birthday party. And we would all like, do things like, uh, I, I don't know, just like do things centered around that. Um, and like we donated to the organization instead of giving her birthday gifts, which is so kind on her part. Um, and then every year, Global Citizen has a concert or a festival in Central Park. And you can't buy tickets for it. You can only go um, by being like, quote unquote, invited. And you get invited by doing things like do like taking action on their website and stuff. Um, And this year, the Jonas Brothers headlined. But I didn't have anyone to go with. um, And I wasn't trying to be in Central Park by myself, which sucks because Sophie Turner was there. And you guys know how I feel about that. But whatever, miss opportunity. That's not the point of this point, um, is that if you are looking to do something good for the world and just be a decent person, Global Citizen, great, great uh, resource. 
<sighs> Sometimes I wish I had somebody to talk like back and forth with because I have so many things to say and it's not really a conversation. It's just me talking to myself. Um, but I went to the eye doctor because this week because me and my friends at work were sitting down in the cafeteria Somebody pointed to a screen, uh, the TV screen, and they were like, oh, like to somebody else, is this what you were talking about earlier? He's like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And they start talking about whatever's on the news. And I can't see jack shit. So I'm like, hold on, can you guys read the, that headline? Like, there, I don't know what channel it was, but there was a big white banner and then, like, big black text. And they were like, oh, yeah, blah, 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 and repeated it back to me. And I was like, ah, oh, shit. I can't see any of that. And my eyes are already, my eyes um, up until this point, my contacts were negative five in the left, negative 5.75 in the right, and then my glasses were negative six. Um, so I said, ah, maybe I should stop being lazy and get myself to the eye doctor. This probably isn't great. So I went. Um, and the puff of air that they put in your, uh, like if you've been to the eye doctor and you get an eye exam and they do that thing where you have to like put your chin up against this machine and they puff air into your eyes, that's my absolute demise. I can't do that without blinking. And then I just, because I blink, I have to put myself through it more times than I would have if I could just get my shit together. But ever since third grade, the first time I went to the eye doctor, that thing has been my freaking enemy. But to make a long story short, um, I was correct, confirmed, can't see. And now I'm at like negative, what am I, negative 5.5 in my left and negative 6.25 in my right. Um, so I'm blind. And you guys didn't need to know that, but I felt like sharing that experience with you. I've been, I've been rambling quite a lot though. So let's get into today's episode. We have a, what I think is going to be a really, some really useful tips um, and resources for you guys and a great interview to top it off. So let's get into today's podcast. Let's get into some highlights, baby. Uh, same format as last week because I liked it. I liked it. Um, but if you rather me revert back, just leave me a comment. Uh, but last week, I decided to switch things up and going forward, I was going to do one non-health and fitness related highlight of the week and one health and fitness related highlight of the week. Like I said last week, I think it's a really good um, chance to like, it's like a good exercise to do every week and just remind yourself of like the positive things that have happened, even if they're really small, like sitting down and planning this out. I have to like go through what I did this week and like actively choose something and then it just brings it to my awareness. Like like if I'm feeling down or I'm like, oh, it's just such a bad week. Like, oh no, this happened. Okay, like, and that was my little ray of sunshine, for example. So I encourage y'all to do too. Uh, but my non-health and fitness related highlight has to be that Taylor Swift alluded to going on tour on the Jimmy Fallon show. I have been waiting since 2018 for Taylor Swift to go on tour. They're like, uh, Taylor Swift going on tour is one, uh, like, it is one of the, the greatest joys in life for me. Like, th like, that is the shit I live for. Like, that is what makes this life so precious 
and good. Taylor Swift freaking tours. Um, I've seen her. Let's see. I saw Speak Now t- once, Red twice, 1989, um, and Reputation. And then she had so five times and she hasn't gone on tour since Reputation. So I'm, I'm, I have a Taylor Swift itch. I've been itching to see her perform. So if you haven't watched her clip on Jimmy Fallon this week, I to- I would definitely watch it. Uh, it's like eight minutes or whatever. There's two clips. First of all, she's hysterical. I, I-, I could sit here and gas her up all day, but uh, you guys don't want to hear that. You know how amazing she is. But he said something along the lines of like, oh, like it's been a while. Like, I think you should go on tour again. And she was like, you know what? I think I should. And he was like, oh, shit. And then she, he was like, you should. And he was, she was like, yeah, I think I will. And I'm losing my shit over here behind my computer screen. I will be so ready with my Amex card when, when those tickets go on sale. Um, and I will probably see her multiple times. And I will probably cry. Uh, I-, I talked about it. What was it last episode when I was talking about how I don't really like I cry at things like like pop culture stuff a lot, like TV shows. Um, I've cried at Taylor Swift concerts before. It's just the fact of her being in the room with me. Like my idol, my number one idol in this world being in the same room as me makes me just, gives me the, it gives me the chills. Gives me the chills. I'm a huge concert person. Um, and I feel like, it, like a lot of my friends aren't. Like I have friends that are. But then I have friends who have, like, my my brother, I don't think, has ever really been to a real concert before my own brother. Um, and I live for that shit. I, I just have such a deep love and appreciation for music. I've said this before. Um, and concerts, I, I, like, I can totally justify spending my money on a concert. It is such a good experience. If you're not, like, that into music and stuff, like, what, then don't. Um... But I can justify spending my money on Taylor Swift. <laughs> and I, you could judge me for that. I don't care. Um, but I, I can. Okay. But moving on. Um, my health and fitness related highlight for this week, I'm actually going to go with something more physique based. I had a good back workout this week, like a good back day. Um, it was pretty on par with everything else, like every other back day, I would say. But obviously, you guys know that I record my workouts so I can share them with you on Instagram. And look, I was just looking back at myself, obviously, in the recordings. And I was really proud. I was just really proud of the way that my back looked. And I know that that sounds really cocky coming out of my mouth on my own freaking podcast right now. Um, But don't take it. Don't take it that way. It's more of just like, one goal that I've had for a really long time was like, I wanted my back to look ripped and shredded. And it's something that like I've really put in the hard work for. And I'm proud of the progress that I've made. I think that there's always room for improvement. Um, but it's, it's like, it's a really rewarding feeling knowing that I've put in years worth of work and I'm starting to really feel comfortable like in my skin comfortable and confident in my skin and my body. And that is so important, especially as like a 23 year old girl. Um, it's just, 
it's like, it's a really like nice, peaceful feeling. So I don't really mean it in a cocky way. Like, I don't want you guys to be like, oh my God, she's in love with herself. Like she thinks she looks so hot. That's not real. Like we all have our insecurities. We all do. I am just proud of the years of work that I've put in and the results that I've made. And that's something that I tell my clients like all the time or people that are like, oh, like I wish I, I wish I looked like her. I wish I looked like that person. It's like, hey, first of all, your body is beautiful. Any healthy body is beautiful. Any body is beautiful, really. But if you are not comfortable in your skin, then do something about it, you know? Do something about it, both mentally and physically. It's not just, it's not just one or the other. That turned, my highlight turned into a little inspirational spiel. Spiel? 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 What should you guys say? I don't know. Bit. Turned into an educational bit. That's what I'll say. Um, but yeah, those are my highlights for the week. Very curious to hear what yours are. So in the blog post on my website or in the review, leave me a highlight, please. I want to I wanna spread some positivity in this space. All right. So... Uh, the moment you've all been waiting for today is big learning lesson. Um, some of you that are listening to this might be more experienced and you might already know these things, but I thought that today I would go over five ideas that I had or concepts that I grabbed onto when I had first started to lift and change my lifestyle to be healthier um, that were not true. So like five myths that I believed, and I really wish I didn't, um, because a, a lot of, like, uh, you'll see change based on your learning curve, if that makes sense. You know, like, the more, the faster you learn and the more knowledge you have, the better you're able to perform and, and the better you're able to help yourself, you know? Let, not to get too preachy about it, but, okay. I'm going to go over five different, five different myths. Starting with the first one, I used to believe that working abs every day would get me a six pack. And that's just sadly not true. First of all, um, you want to give your body and like every muscle part some rest. So if I'm working abs every single day, like an actual ab exercise, not just engaging my core during other exercises, um, I'm not allowing the ab muscles to recover. And just like the calves, the abs actually, they, they do tend to recover faster, which is why like you, you will see people hit abs or do ab circuits multiple times in a week. Um, but that's not like, you need to give yourself at least a rest day. Like give your abs like one or two rest days so the muscles can actually grow. But more importantly, when we're doing these resistance and strength training exercises for our core and our abs, we're building the muscle, but that doesn't go hand in hand with like making them visible, if that makes sense. Like we all have abs. They're all there. For some of us, they're deeper down than others, but we all have abs. You'll see peop like people's abs start to peek through when they lose weight. At a healthy rate, I say with a um, with a big red caution flag, 
But if you're trying to get visible abs, you need to focus more on your nutrition and getting your nutrition in check rather than doing ab circuits every day. Doing abs, long story short, doing abs every day does not coincide with getting a six pack. And that will lead me right into myth number two. Not, this isn't necessarily like a myth, but when I started off, I had no concept of nutrition, none at all. I knew that like fruits were healthy and processed sugar is not healthy, you know? So I should be eating like nice whole foods. But I didn't know how to fuel my body to see the results that I wanted to see. And sometime in the near future, I'm going to do an episode, um, Macros 101, and just go over all of this stuff in depth. But long story short, you you need to be eating the proper amount of macronutrients to get the results that you want to see. Um, having a high protein diet is super important if you're looking to build muscle. I didn't know that. So I wasn't really, like, I, I wasn't tracking or, or holding myself accountable of how much protein I put in my body. I didn't know how much protein my body needed. Uh, you know, I was like, okay, yeah, there's, I know that people eat protein, like, like gym rats, they eat protein, but I didn't understand why. Um, so just a quick, quick little tip. Like I said, I'm going to go over this more in a different episode, but it's recommended to get a gram of protein in for every body pound you weigh every day for optimal lean muscle growth. So do with that information, do do what you will with that information. Like I said, I'll go more in depth in a future episode. But long story short, point number two is that your diet and your nutrition, what you're putting into your body, how much you're putting into your body, or how little we are putting into our bodies matters. I don't want to see, I don't want to see eating drinking iced coffee for breakfast. Get some nutrients in your system, girl. Ugh. <laughs> okay. That though moves us into myth number three. I believed that, like I said, I had a very warped perception of nutrition when I started off. I believed that I needed to have a protein shake every day within like a half hour, um, of ending my workout or I was not going to see muscle growth. It was the end all be all. I had my portable blender in my dorm and I was making disgusting optimum nutrition mixed berry smoothies that like was so clumpy and gross. I had good intentions. I, I was trying to get some sort of protein in, I guess, but it doesn't matter when you get your New, like nutrients and food in for the day as long as you do it. Um, I was like busting my ass trying to like make sure that I could go back to my dorm and have my protein shake every day, every day after my workouts. Um, and one, you can get your protein in however you want. You can get it in through meat. You can get it in through a protein bar. You can get it in shirt through a protein shake if you want to. You can get it in through eggs. You can get it in through chickpeas. I could keep going on and on. Um, but yeah, it, it, you, it can come from many different sources and it doesn't matter when you intake the protein. 
I could have a hundred grams of protein for breakfast. Fine. That would, I don't know what the heck I would eat. Probably a whole like tub of egg whites, which sounds gross. Um, but I, I'm just exaggerating for, for the example. You don't have to have a, pro- like you don't have to eat anything within a certain time frame. What I would suggest, but this is just for, optimal like performance in the gym is that you have some carbs before because carbs turn into energy in our bodies. You know, we learned this in like seventh grade science. So if if your body's fueled up on some carbs before you go and work out, you'll probably see that you have more energy, a little bit more strength. That's one thing I would suggest, but that's because like the carbs are breaking down into energy. So it's like, when do you want it? Protein though, it's like, Having a protein shake after your, I think they used to call it the anabolic window or the metabolic window. I forget because I really just erased that concept from my brain. And it's just a total myth. You like, it used to be believed that like, oh, your muscles were like in some sort of state after you worked out. So you have to like replenish them with protein right then or you're missing out on things. Um, And I hope that made sense, by the way. That was my very non-scientific version of that explanation. But long story short, it doesn't matter when you get your macros in, just hit them. So combining the last two ideas, uh, nutrition does matter. What you're putting into your body matters. What time you're putting it into your body, please don't sweat it. Don't sweat it. Because I was a big bobo and used to sweat it. (laughs) And it didn't, it didn't do me anything. (sighs) Okay, concept number four, myth number four, if you will. I keep using these words interchangeably. I really should have just stuck to one and like made that, made that the word. But I'm all over the place. That's okay. Uh, Okay, so working your glutes every day will not give you a fat ass. I'm sorry. I have to put it bluntly. Again, me embarrassing myself in the gym freshman year of college. Uh, Probably not, though. Realistically, nobody was looking at me. Um, So I shouldn't say embarrassing myself, but wasting my time, not using it as efficiently. I swear to God, I ended every single workout by getting on the mat and doing um, donkey kicks with the bar over the dumbbell, glute bridges, and like abduction movements with the band. And I thought that if I do this little routine every single day, I'm going to have a fat ass in no time. And I'll have it be known. I went that entire year with no such thing. No such thing. Two pancakes down there. Thank you very much. Um, Because of the same. So why? Why shouldn't we work our glutes every day if we want a nice looking behind? And it goes back to my first two ideas, concepts. Like I said, with working your abs every day, you need to give your muscles a rest. If I'm working my glutes every day like I was, um, even if it's not like full intensity, I wasn't giving the glute muscles a chance to rest and restore and like replenish themselves, like the muscle fibers. So how am I supposed to expect my muscles to grow if I'm not letting them breathe and like recuperate and be at their fullest potential? 
you know, like their, their max. I don't know what you want to call it. Like I said, I'm not really too sciencey. Um, yeah, my, my muscles needed a break in order to see optimal growth. Two, uh, I said it before, I didn't know jack shit about what to do with my diet. So I wasn't feeding my body in the way that I should have been if I wanted to gain muscle. My one warm, disgusting protein shake, gagging, thinking about it, in my dorm room after a workout, wouldn't do me anything. It simply wasn't enough. So if you're one of those guys or gals that's working on your glutes every day or even like four times a week, knock it off. Knock it off. Give yourself two or three really good leg days. Work on progressive overload. Feed your body right and let those muscles rest. I started seeing like really noticeable um, growth in my glutes when I started doing all those things. Feeding my body properly. Focusing on my leg days like with intention and focusing on progressive overload and letting my muscles rest. Also, you know, doing the exercises that we all hate to do, but we need to do squats, deadlifts, you know, that actually kind of segues me perfectly into my last myth though. Um, myths, idea, concept. I don't know. I, I can't choose. This isn't really a myth. So I, yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to get into it. You need to make sure that you are choosing your exercises with intention. I was going into the gym. I wasn't planning out my workouts in advance, which takes like two minutes, especially if you just go over to my Instagram and bookmark one. There it is right for you. You're welcome. (laughs) Slight plug for my Instagram. But I was just going in and looking for whatever machine was open or dumbbells were open. And I was like, oh, okay, I see nobody's on the lat pull down. So when I'm done with these bicep curls, I'm going to do that next. Again, I started seeing a lot of noticeable muscle growth when I started planning my workouts in it, in it out in advance. You could write it in your notes app. I prefer to use the Google Sheets app just so it's on my phone or my computer and it takes me a second to just write everything down. Very organized because I'm an organized gal. Um, And choosing these exercises to make sure that I'm hitting the muscles that I want to hit. I use the example of back day a lot. Um, You know, you know what? I use that example a lot. So I'll use a leg day example. There are most of the exercises will target your glutes as like a, or use your glutes as a secondary muscle. So yes, long story short, a lot of them are using your glutes, but a lot of exercises, leg exercises can be broken down by, okay, is this focusing on the quads or the hamstrings? If I'm going into the gym and I'm just doing squats, lunges, all close stance exercises, wall sits, things that are targeting my quads, and I'm looking at myself like, why the heck don't, don't I have any hamstrings? That's why. So if I'm trying to target both, okay, I'm going to make sure that I'm throwing in some hinge movements, throwing in some lunge movements. Choosing my exercise with, exercises with intention based on what like muscle they hit and what I'm trying to hit. Because you might pit, say, okay, lat pull down, uh, dumbbell row, close grip row. Those are all back exercises. So I should do those on back day. 
And you're not wrong. They're all back exercises. But ask yourself, okay, what part of the back are they hitting? Does that make sense? If it doesn't make sense, like I said, I'm very cautious of this and I'm aware of it when I make my workouts. So you could save yourself the headache and just bookmark mine. Don't worry about it, you know? But yeah, so those are just five things that I, I wish that I knew more about when I started lifting. So hopefully I just saved you a lot of time that would have been not used optimally. Um, and you can use this information to kickstart your growth, baby. That's what we do. It is that time of the podcast time for some questions. Uh, and I got some good ones this week. So I'll go over it again. You can submit questions on my question poll that I post every Monday on my Instagram story. You can leave them in the review section of the podcast and you can DM them, comment them, put them on my blog, on my website. I don't really care. Any way you want to get it to me, you want to get it to me. But I'm reading the ones from my question poll from last Monday because those are the only ones I see. As of now, I don't think anybody else sent any in. So let's kick it off. Katie asks, how do you make gym friends? This is a good question, Um, especially with last week's podcast and like what I talked about and going up to people and stuff. I, despite what you may think, I'm a little bit shy in the gym. I don't know. It's just like I'm there to do my thing. You're there to do your thing. Um, But over time, when I start seeing like the same people over and over again, you know, like I'll just I'll give a little smile like a hey. Um, just to acknowledge each other. Another great way to make friends, though, is like if you have a piece of gym equipment, like a barbell pad, and you see that someone's using like, ah, like I did this the other day, actually, in my gym. I saw that one of the girls who I already know, so let's just pretend I didn't know her. um, She was using a flimsy barbell pad in the gym, and I had my nice, thick, upper gear one. So I just went up to her and was like, hey, do you want to use this instead for your sets? It's a lot better. And she was like, oh, thank you so much. So that's a really good way to make friends um, in the gym. Another way that I've made friends in the gym before, some people have just come up to me and they've seen me filming or whatever. And they're like, oh, like, do you have an Instagram or something? Like, I see you working out here all the time. Like, let's, let's be friends. Just be normal, you know? Like the same way, I guess, if you were to go into a party and you don't like you only know one person, but you're trying to like not be a bitch to everyone else, just go up to them um, if you've seen them like over and over again and just, I don't know, fake it till you make it and act, act confident, if that makes sense. I feel like that was really bad advice, that last one. Like that was really vague. Uh, <laughs> well, definitely use like, the first tip I gave you, but I think that if you are, if you want to make, if you see someone that you want to be friends with, just go do it. Who's going to go up? Who, if you go out to someone and you're like, Hey, I see you here a lot. Like just wanted to like say hi, like we could be friends. If they, if that person responds and is like, nah, I'm good. Then they're a fucking asshole and you don't want to be friends with them anyway. So what do you got to lose? You know? They're an asshole. You just don't make eye contact with them ever again. Yeah. Moving on to the next question. And this is from Mick, 
I believe. Michaela. Michaela. What's something big you had to sacrifice in order to achieve your fitness goals? Um, let's see. I think that something big I had to sacrifice. Sometimes I miss out on plans during the week. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. And to be honest, with working full-time and doing personal training and stuff too, it's it's a lot for me to do things during the week, like during high school and stuff. Like I we in elementary school, I'll say dating it even farther back. My mom didn't let us have play dates during the school week, not unless it was a half day, no ma'am. Uh but I need to stay on track it like during the week to make sure that I can enjoy myself on the weekends. So I stress that balance is super important and I don't miss, like I don't hide in a corner. I'm not in my room all the time. I go out, I see my friends, I go out to eat, I go out to bars, whatever. Um, but there will be happy hours or sometimes people go out to lunch and stuff and I'll sit back and I'll hang back on that, but I'm okay with it. For a few different reasons. One, if I'm fueling my body with shit all the time, then I'm not going to see the results I want. And it's just, it's just, it's a weighing scale for me. I could go out to eat constantly into happy hours and be fueling my body with crap and sacrifice my body image and how like I view myself physically which is a struggle for a lot of girls, as we know. Or on the other side of the scale, I can miss out on sometimes during the week, you know, a little bit of FOMO. Um, but I could be really comfortable in my skin and secure with myself. And I pick that one. And then on the, I'll be around on the weekends, you know. There's always, there's always time, not during the week. Second reason, too, is because sleep is so important, whether you're trying to build muscle and look good or or you're not. Sleep is so important to all of us. And if we don't sleep and get our eight hours as consistently as we can, we're going to be stressed out. We're going to feel like shit. We're going to look like shit. Everything's going to go to shit if we don't sleep. <laughs> so yeah, there. I, I think that some, some events I miss out on just because of that. Um, that's a sacrifice, but it's it's a good one in my opinion. Natalie asks, how to balance work and fitness when you're absolutely exhausted? And this is a really good question. I actually intend to make this my next episode. I'm going to go into tips on habits that I practice to make sure that I'm balancing my health and staying on top of my work life. But really quick tips that I can give you, Natalie, make sure you're sleeping enough at night like if you have to get up earlier so you like and go to bed earlier that's fine um just make sure you're getting your sleep and and something that helps me do that is I keep a planner like I have a planner or I'll use my calendar apps and I just plan my day out before it starts and when you work a full-time job a lot of your life becomes very routine so I'm like okay from eight to five, I'm working. After when five o'clock hits, I will get ready and I will go to the gym. Then I will come home. I will eat dinner. I will pack up my stuff for the next day and I'll relax for an hour 
until I have to go to bed. Just making a plan and, and having it on paper or an app or whatever just makes everything, you're able to look at it and be like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. Um, but another way that you can, like small things that you can do is just little things, like making sure you're, you're packing a healthy lunch. Make sure you drink water throughout the day. Um, make sure you're eating enough for your body, you know? So those are little tiny things, but we'll get more into depth next episode on this question, Natalie, I promise. Jonah asks, your, what is your favorite cheat meal? Um, and I am going to rewind there because I don't really like the term cheat meal. To me, cheat meal is kind of associated like with a binge. Um, and a lot of people have that idea. And then we end up like not feeling well afterwards. So on Saturdays, typically, unless I know I'm like staying in and not doing anything, I don't track what I'm eating on Saturdays. I have a good idea of what my breakfast is, what my lunch is, like what, what are the macros, calories, like what are they around? Um, but if I'm going out to eat, I'll just, I'll let that be. Um, and I guess like those are technically my like quote unquote cheat meals. Like when I eat out or have like a dessert or something, but I don't like to think about it that way. It's like, I, I, I don't like to binge. You know, I don't think anybody should like to binge, but it's just, it's really, uh, I think saying I don't like to binge was kind of stupid and I shouldn't phrase it that way. Um, I try not to binge. I should say that. So I think I do a pretty good job at it. Um, I have a refeed days when I'm in a deficit, which I'm not right now, where I will eat more carbs, but I'm more of a like, okay, I'm going out to dinner tonight. So I'll save some room for it and eat a little bit less during the day. Not like fuck it, cheat day. I'm going to go all out and eat all this shit and all these calories and then feel like shit tomorrow. That's not how I roll. Uh, but getting to what I think you mean, like what do I like to eat? Like what's my favorite like non-really healthy meal? Um, I don't know if ice cream counts. So going on like actual dinner meals. Oh God. I don't know. <sighs> Like, what's coming to my head is, like, a big burger first. No. You know what I'm going to go with? A, like, breakfast food. Like, um, like, a big plate of French toast from a diner or something. Or pancakes from a diner. That is my shit. I like that shit. Um, so do I want to lock that in? Let me just think really quick. I don't know if I want that to be my... My answer. Yeah, I'll just go with it. I'll go with it. Diner, pancakes, or French toast. That's it. Um, last question that I will be answering. Best ways to recover from a savage leg day. Really quick answer on this one. Uh, make sure you stretch. Make sure you hydrate. And make sure that you take at least two days of rest in between so your muscles can fully recover. And yeah, that's it for questions this week. So please, 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 please leave me a review. <laughs> Do you like the little note there? Thank you very much. Uh, with some more questions and you can DM them to me or look out for the question box on Monday if you're listening to this on Monday. 
All right, guys, I'm here with a very special guest today, Kevin Higgins, otherwise known as the owner of Stonefit Performance, New Jersey based, right? Yeah, right. Middletown. Awesome. Um, So I've been following you for a while on social media. My old roommate used to work out with you, I guess, a little bit. Fanula. Fanula, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, So that's how I got familiar with your page and your business. But can you like, I guess to kick things off, can you tell me a little bit about what it is that like Stonefit actually is? Yeah, so uh, Stonefit is basically, so I kind of wanted to change my life, obviously. You know, I was in a few different fields. I was always an athlete. So how can I, um, you know, go down that path? That's why I did what I did. And I generally just like enjoy being around people. So that's kind of led me to my path, obviously. Um, It's really just a high intensity atmosphere. It's basically bodybuilding but a little bit faster pace. Like we do uh, bodybuilding focused days. You know, we do our accessory, our compound movements, but we just do a little bit of cardio. Obviously you see it all the time. Everything's like a hit or a high intent, you know, it's every other place, but I like to think that ours is different. You know, we like to do the mirror muscles almost like we have a glute day. We do, you know, we work our rear delts. You know? okay. So, I mean, it's kind of just our program, our spin on it. I actually, what I did was I got it from a guy in California and a guy from the UK. So I started taking a piece from each of their program and when I started to pay for their time and I FaceTimed them and that's how we started programming it. And I was like, how can I put our spin on it? And then we did. And then it was successful and, you know, hopefully continues to be. That's awesome. Um, so it's all like group exercise, right? Like, do you do one-on-one stuff? Or? Uh, it's all group. I do group. Uh, I have a trainer, Jordan. She's phenomenal. She does one-on-one. I did do one-on-one in the beginning, but unfortunately, you know, there's not enough time in the day now. Yeah. So I'm not able to, I mean, our classes, they will be anywhere between 24, 30 people, sometimes more Okay, all depends on the size of the workout. So how often are you there? Like how much of your time do you spend doing this? I'd say about 25 hours a day. Okay. That's a lot. Yeah, so it's a lot. Cause I mean, for Jordan, when Jordan came on, she came on quick. So, you know, she helps me out a lot. She takes a good amount of hours, but the thing is we don't just do adults. Like I do a lot of athletes. Mm-hmm. I started with kids and like, when I started with kids, it was Saw originally that. like, a few parents were like, oh, can we work out at five? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then, you know, people, they're not my best friends. Um, we started at five and then it just, can we have a six? More people came and then it was seven and it was eight, nine. And then I was like, wow, this is unbelievable. Like I never thought that I would ha- be in the position I am with the adults. Like I, I always knew the kids were going to be successful because like it's my spin on it. It's what I love to do. And then the adults did so well. And now, you know, we have over 200 members, I think it's like 237 members. Awesome. So, um, yeah, no, it's a lot of fun and, and it took off quick. So now just yeah. continue to That's awesome. watch it grow. Yeah, it's fun. Did you do, did you like go to college or anything? Yeah. Or no? So what I actually did was I committed to go play football at Wagner. Okay. And then I decommitted. So when I decommitted, my uncle was, uh, he passed away. So he oh. lived right next to Wagner. So the reason I was going was primarily because of him. You know, we had this whole plan to train and what we we're going to do. And, uh, when he ended up passing away, I guess kind of just my love for football just left. I was like, I don't really care about football. Like at the time I had so much going on. Yeah. Like my mom, she was sick with uh, some Cushing's disease. Like she had a tumor in her adrenal gland. So with oh, her God. doing that, my so uncle sorry. passed away. Yeah, no, no, she's cool now. She's, yeah. you know, she's in great shape. She's perfect. But with that, my uncle, uh, I was just, you know, I don't really care about football. It's, you know, football is just what I did, not who I was. Uh, then I was going to be an electrician. Uh, so I started working as an electrician, hated it. I remember I fell through a ceiling and I was like, dude, this just isn't for me. You know, my, my brother, my brother's a plumber. He's into it. Like you, you gotta be willing to work with your hands. And I am, I loved it. But then at times I hated it. And I remember I went to like a store and someone was like, Oh, I used to be this. And I just couldn't take it. It just bothered me so much. And I was like, I'm sitting here like three weeks of my life went by. I didn't talk to anybody. And I was like, this is not who I am. Yeah. So I started training my boss's son. 
actually, because he's like, oh, you know, I heard you play football, trained my boss's son. Boss's son led to two friends, led to three, led to four, led to five, started posting. Then we started writing and selling workout programs for adults. And then it just, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to run with it. And that's what he just ran with it. And uh, then I didn't go to, I was in nursing for a little bit. So I still broke down. I went to nursing school. So I've done everything. I've really done everything. So from nursing school, I did a semester and it was the hardest thing in the world. I was like, this is just not for me. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm dropping out. I'm going to be an electrician, start an electrician. And then I didn't. And then from there, I just went, got all my certifications and just, you know, grew myself. It seems to be working out for you. You have your own space now too, right? Like I, it, you started off just like outside, right? Or am I wrong? Yeah, it's crazy because there's a lot of people who follow me and they're like, wow, you started like, I say it all the time. Like, I literally invested $50. I bought a pack of cones and two ladders. Right. And like, it's just crazy to watch what it turned out. Every day I would record, I record, I record, I record. And like, I was actually at a field one time and like, uh, like a middle time to a football game, like a parent, like I know. And he was just like laughing at me. He's like, oh, aren't you trying to do something? Stone fit. He's like, make a fun of me, dude, whatever. And it's just funny to see like where it is now and, you know, what people thought it was going to be. And people who follow me from the very beginning, like they, they message me all the time. Like it's so cool to watch it grow. Like now we're actually looking in like bigger spaces expanding. So, it, you know, it's definitely amazing. Yeah. No, I've seen, I've been following you. I remember the cones and the, and the ladders. Yeah. Um, I think Fanula had brought up some, some like, not like maybe it was a meal plan. Not really a meal SF4, plan. SF4, SF4, man. Yeah. yeah what what so was that? It's crazy. So I trained that. my cousin at the time wanted to get in shape. She's like, Oh, you're in shape. Like, how do we, you know, can you help me? I wrote like, I wrote it like a guide, like something simple. Like didn't think anything of it, put a few things together. She's like, wow, I lost so much weight. I feel great. So I posted it. Didn't think anything of it. And at the time I was still trying to grow. And then I was getting so many like submissions, submissions. People were asking me. So I was like, you know what? Let me turn this into something. I start yeah. studying marketing. I start reading all these books. I start learning from guys who I want to be in the position in. And what I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get an email list. So I said, the next 24 hours, this whole entire program's free. Um, so we had like 212 people uh, message me. So I sent out 212 people, got 212 emails that day. And then like, I was like, you know what? The next 30 days, I'm going to perfect the best program. So I recorded myself every day for 30 days, like top to bottom. I, I my, my, From the scale, what it looked like in the mirror, uh, every day shirtless and show everybody how quickly my body changed. And it was like unbelievable. So then what I did was I got like four men, four female who I trusted, I made them do it. Their bodies changed unbelievable. And I was like, this is SF4, is stone fit, the four components of the program and what it broke down to. And then I did like a flash sale. And I remember we had like 500, 500 people purchased in the first day. And I was like, that's it. That's what I'm doing the rest of my life. And <laughs> that awesome. was it. Yeah, it's oh, pretty wild. How did you like um, get the word out? I guess, like you said, you had two, 220 people email you that first like free day. That's kind of impressive for- Yeah, you know what it is? Your social like, media? I, I talked to a lot of people. Like if you're in Middletown, I probably had a conversation with you. Yeah. You know, I, I'm that, huge, uh, huge. Yeah. 60, 64,000 people. You got to know your residents. Oh my God. I didn't know. So I, growing up, I, um, I went to church in Lincroft actually. Oh, St. Um, Leo's. Yeah. St. Leo's. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I didn't know until like two months ago that Middletown is composed of like other. Oh yeah. It's massive. Yeah. I didn't, I thought it was just like yeah. Middletown and Lincroft was like in it. it but no, no, it's absolutely massive. It, it's ginormous. There's like completely two separate sides, North Middletown, you know, we're kind of where I live in the dead center middle. Okay. So, so it's good. But I mean, I have friend, like my best friend goes to North. So he went to North. I could probably walk to Middletown North faster than I could drive to Middletown South. Okay. So like I got the best of both worlds. I got to meet everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously through sports, it helps. 
and just being around. Like I go to all the kids' events still. So I, you know, all these parents I talk to nonstop. <laughs> so it's fun. That's awesome. So do you like do any specialized uh like training for football athletes, like any of the local kids? Not necessarily uh, like football coaching, but like um I actually do coach. I coach for Middletown South. Oh, you do? They were yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. They still good. It, they were I, we were good and we've been good it's a great program it's great. Continue, like right now we're in the first round of playoffs one seed okay like, my brother like coaches in, for colt snack and they're not as good oh you know it's crazy this is funny if we win and you guys if we win tonight and you guys win tomorrow we play each other in the next week that would out. be crazy that would yeah, he looks like that, me but boy so that's <laughs> pretty wild out. that is pretty wild yeah awesome. so i started coaching like four years ago so I coach, um, and I kind of train every sport. Like we have lacrosse girls, we have lacrosse boys, baseball, softball. We have wrestlers. We do football, you know, basketball. As much as we just translate everything to every sport. You know, I feel like in terms of what I do, you got to be able to. It's just really to build a better athlete in the grand scheme of it. Like you see too many trainers, like, and I don't sit there and publicize like my amazing kids because that one every kid's amazing to me. Yeah. But like you know, I crack up when people like post like, "Oh, I'm working with this guy." Like, no, I didn't make you six four and. 200 pounds of muscle oh, yeah. I didn't yeah exactly so it Chris cracked me up so I, I'd rather take the kid who like isn't playing right now and is hungry enough to play and then watch him progress and watch him become yeah. something like to me that's a lot more rewarding like some of our classes get busy but like for the most part our kids classes they stay 10 to 12 kids only because I want to be able to coach each and every one of them from a one-on-one level okay that's really cool. I think it's the whole thing is really cool especially going to school you weren't like a business major in school i would assume no and let me tell you something you learn so much more business by just doing yeah you do it's crazy like i i actually believe it or not the next semester after nursing i did switch to business (laughs) and i i was there for a little bit and i'm looking at it and i'm like this is just fucking nuts like and you study like all this and i'm like dude this doesn't even work like none of it works for what i want to do and like i what i did was i studied what people did and I watched what they did. And then I said, how can I put my spin on it? And I put my spin on it. And then like, if I, looking back on it, yeah, I probably spent like a disgusting amount of money on like things that I never needed or like that really like ruined me, I guess you could say that ruined me, but like affected it negatively. Now looking back on it, you know, you learn from your mistakes and you just kind of hope that all the points line up. Yeah. A lot of it, you really, you're, you're really right. You learn a lot more by your own experiences and doing it. I went to Rutgers and I was a marketing major. So I had to take all the business classes yeah. and a lot of the stuff pertained more to like corporate america yeah and that's like, all it's for that's all it's for yeah i, mean, I look, didn't really look at look what you did to your i remember when your instagram had like two thousand followers now you're like you know you're famous on there you got 30 <laughs> 40 is it 40 50 uh almost 50 hopefully hopefully yeah. by the time this comes out 50. it will and it'll just continue to monetize and monetize and monetize you know like, you look at like how much you look how much your content has changed yeah. from the beginning to now like that's what i realized the most of like when I do my workouts in the beginning, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. But like at the time you think it's the best thing. And then yeah. you're always finding a new way. Like even when we did the gym, like we designed the gym and 18 people in a class. I was like, oh shit, there's way too many people. Now, if there's like 25 people in a class, I'm like, dude, it feels so empty when it's yeah. not. But we restructured the whole entire thing. We created more space. And it's just crazy how as you grow, you kind of just adapt on the fly. Like you can't really think about anything. You can't plan. Like I tell my girlfriend all the time, like, you know, you can't plan. Like it just happens. Like, you just got to run with it. You get momentum, run with it. and It'll work itself out. Yeah. Everything's a learning experience too. Cause you're right. Looking back at the stuff that I like used to post, I'm like, Oh my God, I can't believe that I used to like uh, do this. And, and what you said earlier about going to football games when you first started off and like parents were like, Oh, you're trying to do something like, yeah, I got the same sort of feedback. So like, it is. And you know, you can't, it's so funny. Cause the biggest thing is like, just 
don't even worry about what people say. Like, they say it all the time and you see it and it sounds so cliche, but like when you really like, well, I guess this is what I say all the time. If you love yourself hundred percent, like you never need anyone's gratification. I got, you know, I don't matter what you say about me. It don't matter what you say to me. You know, I love myself enough where I, I don't need your opinion and I'll, your opinion will never become my reality. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, you hear it all the time and it's like, you're a living example of it. You like, you went through it all a ton of different majors. I'm sure you got a lot of backlash and stuff, but you're oh, your own so boss. There were, you know, when, when I was, when I turned down, like my uncles are big into like the union, like they they hold big positions and they're like, Oh, you know, we'll get you in. And like, it's a good job. Like it's a great career. Amazing. You're making over, you're making 150 plus mm-hmm. full insurance benefits, everything. And I was like, nah, I'm just not going to do it. Or I texted my dad. I still have the text messages too. And I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm just not doing it. it. You know, you guys can hate me forever, but it's not what I love to do. But I mean, you know, it comes down to it. I, I see their point 100% because it's like a safety net. Yeah. And a lot of people say they want to do things. But like in the end, a lot of people don't really follow through with it. Like real entrepreneurs, like I always say, like real entrepreneurs were exposed during COVID because like you, you were able to find a way to be successful or grow, whether it's personal or business, you know, in some type of development. So, I, you know, to me, like I get it because people say, oh, I'm, I'm going to go become a millionaire. I'm going to go do this. Like, and you really don't do anything. You, you have to, if you're going to say you're going to do it, you obviously have to do it. Yeah. You even see pe- like people will go all in for two months, a year, mm-hmm. or whatever, and then they drop off and it's kind of like, okay, never. Oh my God. I remember when people were like, oh, dude, you're probably killing it. And I'm like, what? no, I'm not. Like, this is actually horrible. Yeah. Like it, when people want to go become like a personal trainer, like personal trainers really don't make a lot of money. Yeah. And that's like the sad truth. Like they really don't. Like obviously- I have a seen- full-time job. <laughs> Yeah, like it's it's unfortunate. Like it's not like I mean now like we're starting online, so we're hoping like our online platform program it does well. But like it, me as a personal trainer didn't make any like anything. Like you have to hustle so much. Like if you if I threw in the towel, I could have thrown a towel like fifty times. And I'm like, dude, this is crazy. Like, I'm busting my ass. I'm driving to Staten Island to go make fifty dollars on a girls team, and it cost me thirty dollars to even get to Staten Island. I'm making twenty dollars, and let alone the gas. It's like, what is this even worth it? And you just have to hope that. You know, eventually it does. Yeah, you're no, you're right. Um, what? So, what does stone fit mean? That's something I've been. Uh, wondering. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people actually ask me that. So, when I was, I guess, I call it like the developmental stage, like when I was kind of transforming to who I want to be. Mm-hmm. I actually, when I did, like deleted my social media for like 21 days. I tried to develop all new habits. I'd go to bed like listening to certain things, like train your own subconscious. And like, I'd focus on what I was putting out, what I was saying to myself. And every morning I'd read like, you know, I am this, I, you know, I spoke these to my, into existence. I would read and uh, a quote from Marcus Aurelius was uh, not Marcus. Is it Marcus Aurelius? Let me say it. Every block of stone has a statue inside of it. It's the task of the sculptor to discover it. Michelangelo, sorry, not Marcus Aurelius. I was mixing up two different books. Okay. So it was, you know, so in the, the grand scheme of it, what it meant was like, everyone is born a block of stone. Now, every day you have the option. You could either carve it. And like, so basically at the end of your life, you can look back and be happy of the statue in which you created and basically what you left. Or like you could, it could just be a block of stone. Like you could just let it sit there, rot, you know, moss grow on it, all that, et cetera. So it just hit me and I was thinking of something to call the business at the time. And I was like, wow, like, you know what? Look at my life here and look what I went through. And every day I chiseled up my stone a little bit every day, whether it was a big hit or a little hit every single day you know, consistent action creates consistent result. Wow. I actually, I like that a lot. That's a really good quote. Yeah. Um, and it fits really well, I guess, with what your whole business is. Cause I tell people a lot of times too, just on my page, like, Hey, if you're unhappy about something, whether it's physical or mental, you could sit there and just complain and be unhappy about it. Or you could do something. Exactly. Like, 
you doing nothing, like I, I you know, nothing's going to change if nothing changes. Exactly. I know that's, and it's the hardest thing for a lot of people to like actually get up and start doing it. But I'm like, I can't, like, I don't know what else more I could say, but I feel so much better since I decided to take control of like both my mental and physical health. Yeah. Um, than not. Uh, one more thing I was wondering, actually, I meant to say this before when you were talking a little bit about COVID. Um, how did that, how, what did you do during COVID? Like, how did you pivot when everything shut down? Uh, it was actually my girlfriend's idea first. She was like, let's just go online. Like, let's just start recording it. So we started doing Zoom classes and we actually just, we do Zoom classes four days a week. I do kids Zoom classes. So speed and agility, like in your home. And I, I had to do them. So I'm dripping sweat. I'm like, this yeah. is too much. I made my girlfriend do the adults. So she did all the adult workouts and it was just like, we'd have like a hundred people log in, hundred people log in. And we just did so well. And I was able to sustain. <clears throat> and then from there, we just, you know, to continue to grind and do it and do it. And we just kept monetizing it. And like, we'd have people reach out reviews. We had like a whole, you know, a commercial almost made and mm -hmm. it was doing so well. Even when, like when things went back to normal, we were still doing it, but then it, we, we just started doing too much at the gym where I wasn't able to maintain it. Right. And, yeah, but it, it was kind of crazy how it, how it worked out. It probably it probably leveraged you a lot, like gave you a huge step up in the end, looking back on like. From social media wise, it did because yeah. a lot more people were following what we did. And we started posting workouts. So people don't understand, like sometimes you give away free content and you give away free workouts and you give away. It's, I mean, yeah, it, it's actually the best thing you could do. Like I want people, I wish everyone could come try our workout. Because yeah. people who are like really into bodybuilding, they're like, oh, wow, I actually really like that. People who are into CrossFit are like, wow, it, I still, I, I can get that CrossFit feel, like, but now I'm saving my body. I don't have to do all the craziness. Right. You know, people that are into that. I'm not into like crazy Olympic lifts. You know, I just, not my no. thing. But I, I really feel that it's like the perfect fit for everybody. Yeah. And, and I'm that confident in it. Like you can do it for anywhere. Like the workouts, I do them at my house. I write them and it's like the same exact thing on my house. I do the exact same thing. So, and that's like the key thing for me is like, it's not crazy. Anyone from any age, like you have people from 18, you have people who are in their seventies. Like it's, it's awesome to say. Yeah. That's a really great thing to advertise too. Um, so I think a lot of people get like, just like discouraged by yeah seeing like only young kids or like people our age, um, trying to exercise. I, I get a lot of people are shocked that I have a lot of clients that are old, like in like middle-aged Person oh yeah listen the, our, our middle-aged women are probably the craziest athletes i've ever seen in my life i gotta tell all the time like they are the they are the best in shape people i've ever seen male female like they are our women are unbelievable That's awesome. unbelievable like crazy like when i write to some of the workouts i'm like damn they really just fucking did that like i don't even know how they did that that good like it's crazy it's awesome that's awesome it makes me happy i'm sure you feel the same way but it makes me happy too seeing people like parents and people with full-time jobs like really like making an effort to take care of their health oh my god our 5 a.m class is 40 people in it it's like it's unbelievable it's waitlisted every day you know 6 a.m waitlisted to see that many people get up and willing to like make a change in their life to, and it's great it's amazing that's and trust gonna, us that's the number one thing that's gotta be a crazy feeling for you too like people like there's a waitlist to get into your classes like yeah that's just like i feel like that's a really like wow i did that kind of moment yeah, I mean, it's cool. But then it's like, you know what? If these people are going to trust me, what more can I do? Like, yeah. like now, like, do we actually change our complete program? We're reprogramming every day for the next six weeks. So it starts Monday, so I'm excited for it. Nice. But it's like, you know, it's a constant reinvestment. Like, I put a lot of time and effort 
into each every person. Like I love getting to know them, their families, their likes, dislikes, you know, what works, what doesn't work. Like tomorrow we have a stone pit game. So it's like teams of 10 break off in the oh. gym. So it's like 200 people competing and it's like groups of 10, like every 20 minutes, a new team starts and like, it's awesome. We have a crazy breakfast layout. We, you know, Blackstone making everybody breakfast. And then we nice. actually throw a big party. We rent the rooftop at Red Rock and everyone comes, they bring their families, meet everybody. Wow, that's really yeah. fun. That's awesome. That's like a nice little yeah, community. It's cool. that yeah, no, that, that's honestly what it is. It's like everyone's friends. Everyone gets to know each other. Everyone knows everything about everyone. Yeah. So it, it's it's cool. Yeah. How many people do you have like working for you? Like it seems like you do a lot, like the big chunk of it by yourself. Well, not by myself. I can't give credit where you have to give credit where it's due. Yeah. So like there's the on like when people like do all the billing and like the, how to schedule, like my girlfriend does all that. Like okay. she does all the emails. Like I the email that you sent me, like she I asked her like for it. Like she <laughs> she does it. She's not Bahamas, so she still does it. She does all that. And then I have Jordan who helps. I have my friend Ray helps me out a lot. I have like three or two or three high school kids who just come in, clean up. Awesome. But I mean, you can't do it all yourself. If you want to grow, you need to expand a little bit. And like, I'm very thankful, like when my girlfriend does, because she does a lot of stuff. Yeah. Is that her full? Like, does she have a full time job too? Or Oh, yeah. No, she's an accountant for Deloitte. Oh, like, she's my a full-time God. Auditor. She's an accountant. Oh, yeah. She has time to help you out. Yeah. Wow. What she really doesn't is more of like, listen, you got to do me a favor. Oh, you know, my. and she don't, she don't ask for nothing. So it's great. So. Yeah, she's, no. not tell- she's, she's not making me say this. That's me saying it free will. <laughs> no, I, fo- I follow her on Instagram too. I've been following like the both of you for a while. Um, wow, that's actually crazy that she's an accountant and has time. That's a, an- I, I gotta have her on the podcast then. I've yeah, been- no, she's crazy. It's crazy. She's more, she's been more into fitness than like I, I ever was. She's nuts with that. Is she from Middletown too? Yeah, so she was from Middletown. They went to move to Freehold, then moved. Now she's back in Middletown right oh. near me. Okay. Yeah, so it's good. I was in Freehold. I'm in Manalpin now, but oh, okay. Pretty close. Yeah. Um, do you see yourself like expanding location? Like where where do you see this going? What's I know that's like a hard, it's a loaded question, but Yeah, no, no. I, I, everyone asks me this all the time because I've mentioned it before. Like we have a franchise plan. Okay. And then cool. we basically ripped it up. Okay. Cool. So when it came down to it, yeah, it's crazy because it was more like, you know what, like I then I have to be other places. Like I genuinely like where I am. I love the people. I love being there. I look forward to seeing everybody. Yeah. And I, you know, it, it, it'll lose its lust. Yeah. It'll lose like what's so amazing about it. And I don't want to do that. Like we're always going to stay where we are. You know, it, it, most of will move is like down the street to a bigger location. Right. But I don't really want like a crazy big location. Primarily because like athletes, like I don't like training a lot of athletes at once. I like training 10, 12. I have everyone as a partner, but like that way I can break every kid down. I can get to know every kid. You know, you try to pull the best out of each kid. So we're definitely going to expand in terms of size of the gym, but not in terms of like moving elsewhere right. just because it's, it, you know, it won't make it what it is. Yeah, no, I get, I, I get that. It's like uh, franchising is a little bit difficult for that reason it's like you created this thing and it seems like you have a very tight-knit community so franchising it out and putting your name in yeah hands well, it's, it's like that like when you say you have a product and you make a product and like how can i you want to monetize you want to grow it you find cheaper quality you, so you can make more money yeah. you know what i'm saying like yeah. I, you know i'm not proud of it but we have the cheapest gym membership for for what we do right like I, actually, like you can go to any gym in Monmouth County, and we do how we have the the, the lowest prices, like by like maybe like a hundred dollars most places, yeah. and it's just like I don't. It's not even about the money. Like I just like that's why I'm like I, I you know families who are struggling. Like 
you know, the, the amount of people who come that I just let come, just especially kids that, you know, yeah. it's good for them to be there. Like, it's never about the money. And if it was, like, obviously, you'd see our price change, like, especially during inflation when everyone's raising their price. Like, I would never, like, we go out and buy more stuff for our people. That's why it's such a community feel. And, like, and that's why I would never change it because then yeah. you have to lower the quality. I'm doing less here, I'm all over the place. You have to raise all your price. I don't want to do that. Yeah. You're probably, um, I mean, I guess like, cause it's, you're still in like the relatively early stages, but um, I wouldn't be surprised in a few years when like some of the kids that you started out with are like all grown up and stuff. Like you, you're probably me- like having a really big influence on oh, yeah. these people's lives, yeah. especially kids yeah. rely on sports to like go to college per se. Like they wouldn't be able to get an education without a sport. Yeah. I mean, that's honestly like the number one thing. Like I try to be everything I wish that I had. Yeah. Like obviously my, my, you know, my dad was amazing. He did everything for us, but like in terms of like other kids can relate to kids. It's like, I'm a little bit younger. So obviously like, I'm only 23 I'm turning 24 in January. So like I, you know, they relate to me. I'm almost like their big brother. Like yeah. I buy them all breakfast. They come in, they watch film. I take care of them. Like those are like my guys. Like I, you know, I'll do anything for them. They know that. And we have a good mutual respect. Like they respect when I speak, when I say, you know, I, we mess around all the time. Yeah. You know, it, it's fun. But uh, I mean, I hope they have the impact on them. The show. I, wow, I would Kevin say did. so. He's a, yeah. You know, I want them to see like, dude, just put your head down, grind, get it done. You yeah. Know? You could have fun. And I'm not saying don't have fun, but you have to make sure your shit's handled. Coaches like, um, not like, I guess not that you're like everyone's real coach football aside. Um, but any type of coach, I think really has an influence on how people perceive exercise or if they enjoy or hate the sport that they're doing, like it could really make or break it for you. I know a lot of people, One hundred percent. yeah, I know a lot of people that played football, like at Rutgers and stuff. And now like they're done playing and they're like, I'm so burnt out that I want to do nothing but sit on the couch like every day. Yeah. It's nuts. (laughs) You really just got to make someone people try to teach too much and people try to coach too much. I always feel like the best thing is like, you just have, like, and listen, any plan works, any workout plan works, any nutrition plan works. You have to just be willing to go hundred percent in on it. So the best way to coach to me is just make the person believe in themselves. And that's yeah. it. You make them believe in themselves and you make them, you, you give them like an extreme burst of confidence. They will do whatever it is. Yeah. And then they'll realize that, wow, I can do this. And then that'll take them a million times farther. And you, you, that's it. Your job's like, yeah, you, know, you just stay on top of them, obviously. But just show them that, like, it's doable. Yeah. You can do it. You're able to do it. You know you can do it deep down. Now just do it. Yeah. That is such a huge part of coaching, training, whatever. Because that is, like, a lot of – like, that sets all of us back is, like, the fear yeah. of – um, like, we don't want to push – we naturally just don't want to push ourselves because we're scared of what's going to – happen so it's really nice to have a person there yeah take you to that level awesome well it was really nice chatting with you and like i getting to know more about stone fit and all that yeah Um, now you gotta come take a class yeah no i know it's like i've been following you for all these years and i haven't i haven't stopped by i I really should yeah you definitely should i definitely should yeah i'm gonna say i will send you the class schedule okay yeah forward it over now that i'm saying it like out loud i'll I'll commit to it there you go there (laughs) Um, you go do you want to tell everybody where they can follow Stonefit on Instagram or like websites, anything like that? Yeah, just, you know, stonefitperformance.com. Look us up on Facebook, you know, Instagram, still Stonefit Performance. Uh, message me any questions. You do have a free week trial, so come try it out. Free week. Nothing better <laughs> than that. <there. laughs> exactly. Nothing better. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on, Kevin. Of course. Definitely. 
All right, guys, that pretty much wraps up this week's episode of Confessions of a Gym Rat. I will leave you with a song of the week, as always. And this week's song, we're pivoting genres. Um, We're going with Eddie by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, It's from the new 2022 album. Um, And it's if you like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, if you... If, if Danny California gets you going, Californication, I think you'll like this song. So check it out. Let me know what you think on the blog. Please, please, please subscribe and leave me a review. It would mean so, so much to me. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Lifts with Liz. I will see you guys next week.